you are listening to the Manfulness Podcast. I'm your host, Hamish Kramer. My mission here is to help create a more mindful man, a man that can express himself, can explore a deeper level of himself, become more balanced, become more conscious, and just create a better version of masculinity. I want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth, spirituality, relationships, purpose, and love in a way which is simple, safe, and understandable. So I thank you for listening. All right, so I want to talk to you guys today about limiting beliefs, right? Maybe you've heard of it before, but I really want to talk to you in some depth and really give you an example about limiting beliefs. So what are limiting beliefs? I've heard a mentor talk about it once as, you know, being a thought that you continuously have, right? It's a thought that you've continuously have. You think it so often that it now becomes a part of your reality, right? It structures the reality of your life. The thing is, when we're young, when we're children and we're growing up, often the way that we think is highly influenced by our environment. They're influenced by the way where we're born, what our family life is like, how our mums and dads are, whether they were there or not, brothers and sisters, extended family, culture, religion. So maybe some of you may not know, but in the beginning stages of a development of a human child, the brain is really not fully developed. In fact, the brain's not probably fully developed till mid-20s, I've heard. But I think the biggest mistake, and this is going to lead to another podcast about parenting, because many parents, I think, treat their children as if their brains are fully functional and fully developed, but that's for another podcast. But really from those ages of zero to seven is really when the brain is in that real primal, fundamental development stage. And the brain really acts in a way where it is like a sponge. It just literally takes in all the sensory cues from its environment. A child's number one goal really during that really important period is really survival, right? We've been on this planet for a long time. We've evolved from a long time. And like most species, the number one thing any species wants to do is survive, you know, survive and protection of their offspring is kind of like fundamental drivers. So a a child entering into a very new environment, you know, they're born into this world and the brain's number one goal is to help that child survive, right? The brain's role is to make sure that that child gets everything that they need in order to survive, i.e. food, shelter, love, nurture, et cetera, et cetera. So the brain has a really important task of trying to piece together how to get those things and what's the best way to get them. And that's different for everybody, right? The way we get love and nurture from our parents or from our community varies depending on what area that you're in. So the brain starts to form these patterns, these ideals, these ways of being in order to do it. The thing is, in those years, the brain doesn't really know or can't really understand the idea of this is good or this is bad, right? This is a a good way to get love or this is a, a bad way to get love or this is a healthy way or an unhealthy way. The brain really doesn't have that ability to understand the context of what they're taking in. They just know that that's a pattern and that needs to be embedded inside the person if they're needing to get what they need to get out of it, right? And they say that, that, you know, the brain can take in, I think, maybe 256. These are probably made up numbers, right? <laughs> like 256 bits of information at any one time, say every second. 
and there's probably 2 million bits of information coming at that human being. So it really has to decide which are the bits of information it's going to focus its attention on, which bits of information it's going to really take in, categorize, understand, and make it their own. Hence where beliefs really come into it, right? Because, and I'm sure you've all experienced it before, we've, we've all grown up in our own family structure, our own communities, our own, maybe there's religious beliefs in there, maybe there's beliefs based on the place you live, you know, the country that you live in. So the brain very quickly adopts all of these ideals and puts it into the human being. And then we kind of operate from here. So it's, it's kind of like the operating system, right? The operating system is created, how this person is going to behave, what they think, and more importantly, what they believe in. So as we walk around our world as human beings, we've been given these belief patterns, these belief systems in order to function from our life. So we go out there in, their, in our world and we, and we try to go off and be happy and we try to find love and connection and, you know, success and we try to reach our potential. And then as we grow and become fully functioning human beings, you know, we run into a bit of conflict. You know, I've dealt with this many a times with myself and many a times with my clients. The conflict is when the beliefs that you have inside don't fit with the direction you're wanting to go in your life or the person that you're wanting to become in your life, right? So that's when the conflict really builds up because you have a fundamental belief on how the, the world should work and how it works, and you have a desire or a drive to become something greater than it. Hence, we get into a lot of problems. So I want to draw the example, and I think this is a big example maybe many men come up against or maybe feel. This is also, I think, a lot of cultures, right? A lot of cultures tend to have this ideal. And I had a client coming to me today where, unfortunately, his marriage hasn't worked out well. He's had to split up, sell the house, and had to move back in with his parents, right? So he's moved back with his parents. And lucky for him, right? It's great. While he sorts himself out, he's been able to move back home with his parents. And he came to me going, it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, it's not my house, respectfully. I have a new girlfriend and, you know, bringing her over there is a little bit difficult because it's my dad's house. And, you know, I, I respect his rules, so on and so forth. But the only way for me to get out of that situation, according to him, was to purchase a house because, you know, rent money is dead money. That's what he said to me, you know, rent money is dead money. So I haven't been able to move out of this situation. I've been there for a couple of years now because I'm trying to save up money now so that I can buy another house because he had a house with his ex-wife and, you know, they had to split that asset up. So he's trapped and he's miserable, right? He's miserable because he can't be who he wants to be. He can't be who he knows himself to be. He wants to move forward in his life, but he can't do that unless he buys a house. And that's the only way he can move out. So obviously, as his coach, I said to him, well, bud, why can't you rent? And he's like, nah, I can't. I can't rent. So in his mind, he can't rent because the idea that rent money is dead money. Now, where did he get that belief from? That's a big cultural belief, right? Maybe it's inside our society that the only way forward or you, the, the really the way that you prove that you're progressing in life is to have your own house and to have your own security. And you know what? That really kind of drives back to our sense of security. You know, a sense of security is like it's my house or it's my domain. And then I have ownership and will over this house, as opposed to maybe the rental model where maybe you're at the will of your landlords and you know they can 
uproot you at any time or change the, you know, you might have to move and move your whole family out. So you're not really owning that space. You can't really do maybe the things in that space that you want to do, like knock down walls and cut paint things. You're less restricted, right? So I can understand where he's coming from. And I, I, I get that. I get that feeling, you know, me and Erica rented for many years and I had that very same belief. I was like, nah, you know, we should buy or we should, you know, I'm not going to, live in that rental model. I'm just giving, I'm giving money away. I'm paying their mortgage, those kind of ideals, right? So here I have a client who's terribly upset, feels stuck. He's really stuck in his life because he can't really move forward and he's living miserably. And I said to him, I go, okay, let's take a step back. Let's have a look at this belief that rent money is dead money, right? And I go, is that true? Is rent money dead money? He goes, yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm just giving it away to pay someone else's mortgage. I said, yeah, okay. But it's not necessarily dead money, right? You're paying somebody for the privilege or the right to use their home as your residence. That's and you're and you know, they're leasing that space out to you, right? Let's let's take the emotion out of it. That's essentially what the transaction's about. You're not in a position to purchase a house, so someone purchases it, a house and leases it off to you and you pay them that rent for the privilege of living in that house. That's really what's actually happening. It's not rent money is dead money. That's what you're doing, right? Cool. And I go, what could be some of the benefits of that scenario? If we take away the belief that rent money is dead money, what are some of the benefits of being in that model, renting, what, what benefits directly to you? And then he goes to me, well, fuck, if I was, if I had, when I have my own space, I will be free to, you know, walk around with my pants off. I'll be able to invite anybody over. I, I, I would be free. I would be happy. And I'm like, oh, okay. So having this space would make you feel better. It will make you free. It'll make you happier, right? And he's like, yeah, it'll be, I'll be so much more happier once I have this space, once I have room to be myself, right? I go, wow, so, you're, so you put a price on that, do you? And he's like, hang on, what, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're saying to me that your happiness has a threshold because that is important to you to be happy and to be free, but as long as it's, not not to the cost of what the rent would be because that's dead money. Because you're saying to me, any money put towards paying someone else's mortgage or paying to rent is dead money. So your happiness must be less worth less than that. Because for me, if I look at it from my perspective, my happiness is the most important thing. Why? Because when I'm happy, I think happier thoughts. When I think happier thoughts, I feel happier. When I feel happier, I take better, more constructive action. Those constructive actions generally lead to more positive results. Positive results lead to better thinking thoughts, better feelings, better actions, and then better results. So for me, feeling good, being happy, especially in my own space, there is no price you can kind of put on it. And it really, this, this conversation really took him back because he was like, wow, you, you're right, right? And here I am asking for the rent in return. So the rent, 
can you, can you see how the perspective has changed? When I change his perspective to go, hang on, let's have a really look at what we're saying here. And what we're saying here is not that rent money is dead money. What you're really saying is that the rent money is worth more than your happiness. The rent money is worth more than your well-being. You would rather not pay that rent and live a miserable life. And I'm like, fuck, there is no amount of rent that I could pay, right, to live a to be happy, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what I want. That's what we're all looking for. We're all looking for a sense of freedom. We're all looking for happiness. Why do we do anything? Because of the feeling of it. Why do we go for our goals and desires? Because we think we'll feel better for it. Why do we go off and partner up with someone? Because love feels so good. Because companionship feels really good. Why do we love money? Because money helps us buy things that make us feel good. Like it all comes back to the way that we feel. And, and in that moment, we I really snapped him out of that illusion because he was just following a belief that was probably given to him that you should own your you should own your own house. That rent money is dead money. Guarantee you that came from his family and his upbringing. And because he he was he was kept in prison because of that, right? Because he'd found himself in a situation where he had to move out move home with his parents, and the only way for him to move from that position was through purchasing a house. So he's trapped himself in because he's not in a position to purchase right now. He's not in that position. And how long is it going to take before he will be in that position? It's unknown. So we become trapped. We create our own jail. And that's exactly what he was in. And then when he sat down with me and we talked it out and we brought the belief into the light, he was able to see, oh, fuck, this is going to destroy me, right? This belief will destroy me, you know? What's more important, and it was a realignment of what he valued more, which was his happiness. And he also has children, right? So being a happier, more positive person is is going to directly impact the well-being of his children. And that was, the, that was the kicker for him, right? That was the kicker. I'm like, don't pretend like your kids don't know how you're feeling or don't really are not aware of your temperament or how you're showing up. Man, they were aware. Right? Don't don't kid yourself. So when you start to show up as a more happier, positive person, that's going to impact them, right? And we talked about just recently about zero to seven, right? Those formative years, you're taking in the environment. Your brain doesn't have that ability to work out is this good or bad or right or wrong or healthy or unhealthy. It doesn't know. It just takes in the patterns. That's what his children are doing right now. So I said to him, being the best version of you is the best thing that you can do and there's not a cent or a value on this planet that can replace that. And I think once the, the, the change in him from, a, from his body, from his face to his, te- everything changed because it dawned on him that that belief was limiting him in a big way. And once he realized, wow, actually the rent is going to give me so much more and it's temporary. Cool. You'll stay there for a little bit. Who knows what may happen? I said, do it for a year. See how you go. See if you're not happier. And literally he called me, uh, you know, a, a week ago and said, Hey, I did it. I'm getting, picking up the keys. I feel so like I heard the happiness in his voice. I heard the joy in his voice because now he felt like life was moving forward for him. Life was moving forward for him. He was like, okay, I have my space back. I can have people over. I can enjoy my space. I can be me. So much more important, right? And this is not a question of whether you buy a house or rent a house. It's 
Neither is good or bad or right or wrong. He was just not willing to look at the other side of it because he had a belief that said that is rent money is dead money. And so once he took a moment, sat with that belief, got to see it, and then go, is that true for me? Or is that true for me right now? He was able to see that, no, it was actually holding him back. And he was able to move forward in his life. So the lesson for you, my friends listening, you you will have limiting beliefs in your life right now. You do, I do, I currently do, we all do, that are limiting our potential or hampering our lives. And the best thing you can do is take a moment and sit and have a look and ask yourself the question, why? Why can't I move out and rent? What would be the worst case scenario? What's the worst can can happen? What's the real benefit of option A or option B? What are the pros? What are the cons, right? And come back and notice notice yourself. Listen to yourself. Are, are those beliefs yours? Are you sounding like one of your parents? Are you sounding like a family member? Are you sounding like your culture? Nothing wrong with any of these beliefs. But just taking a moment to sit with them and go, are they supporting me right now? Are they limiting me or are they expanding me, these beliefs? And just do a belief checklist. Have a look, write them down. See them out of your head onto a piece of paper and then look at your life and go, is this belief stopping me from being happy? Is this belief stopping me from being free? And then once you do that, just have a real a look, at, look to yourself and go, wow, if I was to shift this belief, What's the potential for me? What could happen? I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. If this episode has spurred something into you and you're ready to take the next step, I highly recommend that you book in a private coaching session with me. Yes, I am a men's coach, a meditation teacher and a breathwork teacher. And I use these skills and techniques to help get the most out of the men that I work with whether it's a limiting belief, whether it's an area in your life that you're stuck. Um, I'm all about helping men live their life to their fullest ability. And you can do this if you go to my Instagram at manfulnessmen. Go to the link in my bio and click appointments there and you can book a time for me and you to connect and to really work on making you the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at manfulnessmen. Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.